Welcome to Basics with KR episode 12 and uh, it's kind of hard to really call this a Basics with KR because it's not really a Basics episode, not talking about a concept here but I'm just talking about uh, a few recent events and that recent event is uh, what happened with Franklin Templeton India and if you're if you still haven't realized what had happened uh, they've closed down six of their funds and a lot of people are throwing out really you know somewhat unrelated points for that and uh, that's what I hope to answer in this I'm actually I was recording my daily episode that I normally do and then I realized that hey if someone asks me that uh, or if someone has that question that RBI did give that uh, sort of 50,000 liquidity waiver of sorts, but uh, what does that actually mean and so on. So I thought I'd just record a separate one here and then post it before I post my daily one. So uh, this is for that. And uh, this is going to be split into a few segments as as you know these always are. The first one is going to talk about the issue that we uh, are faced with and exactly what it is. Uh, the next part is probably going to talk about how it affects, you know, the average Joe and whether there is any way out of it. And third uh, part is going to talk about, uh, you know, exactly what RBI has done. And what RBI has done is quite simple, so it's it's a very short part. We'll probably include it in uh, the daily episode as well, just because. So uh, let's get started then. All right, so. Uh, the issue that Franklin Templeton India has faced is that there were basically quite a lot of redemptions because of, uh, you know, this entire COVID crisis that happened. And as a result, a lot of people really just wanted their money back. And, uh, you know, that, that led to a lot of people asking for their money back. And uh, that's, that's obviously going to be a problem when you've got uh, kind of a fixed duration or fixed maturity, uh, you know, papers on your portfolio and such. So, the funds that that were closed were. I'm just trying to find out. Uh, it's Franklin India Low Duration Fund, Franklin India Dynamic Accrual Fund, Franklin India Credit Risk Fund, Franklin India Short Term Income Plan, Franklin India Ultra Short. Uh, bond fund and Franklin India Income Opportunities Fund. So these six debt schemes had assets under management of over 25,000 crore. And the key word here is that these were debt schemes because typically debt is going to be uh, slightly less liquid in the way that these papers have a very fixed maturity. So once those papers are actually expiring, that is when uh, you know, these companies actually have the most liquidity. Think about it this way that uh, let's say you get into uh, a bond where, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of paying 100 rupees face value for the bond and you're going to get a coupon of, let's say, 8% on the bond and the bond period is for, let's say, three years. So if, uh, if you know, you're invested in it and in the middle of the second year, someone asks you that, hey, uh, I, I just want the 100 rupees uh, that you've invested. At that time, you can't really break the bond uh, as per my understanding just now. And for the sake of ease of understanding, we'll assume that the bond is not just partially uh, breakable and we can't withdraw it early. So you say you, you, you have no option but to say that, you know what, I really can't. I ha- will have to wait till I actually 
uh, you know, I had this this investment matures. And a common scenario that a lot of people end up having is related to fixed deposits because uh, I'm sure we must have heard either from our parents, grandparents, or we must have experienced it ourselves where, uh, you know, we've invested a few thousand rupees in an FD and uh, it's it's you know it's basically it's it's like uh, blocked liquidity because you see that money and you can't really withdraw it without incurring a fee and uh, that's that's that so that is very similar to what has happened here because uh, imagine you know you've invested 10 lakh rupees of someone in an fd and you really don't want to incur a fee on that FD's withdrawal. Or perhaps you just can't withdraw that FD early on. So uh, you can't break that FD basically. And when that person keeps on asking you for their money. So what, what, what like realistically speaking, what is it that you can do? Now, one of the reasons is that one of the ways is that you could possibly tell them that, hey, listen, sorry, we just can't. Uh, but that does not really go well with the authorities because it's ultimately their money. You can't really say that, hey, I know I took your money, but then you'll get it back after this time. Especially when these funds are supposed to be as free moving as possible. So that is uh, because of that, what these mutual funds uh, end up doing is they ha- they end up borrowing. They, they end up taking on a debt. They end up taking loans. And they can borrow that money and then they can, uh, you know, give it back to the people. So if you, if you, if that person asks you, let's say, I want uh, 1.5 lakh rupees out of my 10 lakh investment, then you, you can just take a loan for uh, 1.5 lakh rupees and then you uh, give the, give that money to that person. And then you would possibly have some charges on it, exit loads and such, which is an, a completely different thing altogether. But effectively, that's how it works. Now, the problem really comes in when that person asks for more than uh, 2 lakh rupees out of their 10 lakh deposit. And the reason for that is that it is uh, it is sort of, you know, said or it is a rule where you can't really take a loan for more than 20 percent of uh, of, you know, your assets under management and uh, it's it's said that basically SEBI doesn't allow mutual fund schemes to borrow uh, more than 20% of their AUM assets under management and their assets in general to meet liquidity needs so let's say that uh, you know that that person asks me that hey, I want 300,000 out of my 10 lakh deposit I, I can say that you know max I can do for you is just 2 lakhs because that is what SEBI says uh, is the max. So in that case, what happens is that you can't allow further uh, redemption. So right when I'm assuming right when the 20% ceiling was about to be hit for these uh, funds or possibly it was hit for these funds, they they thought that all right, you know, we just can't do anything further. And I think there's there's something here. 78.9% of Franklin Templeton's. Oh, no, that's that's non-related thing. So basically, uh, you know, once that 20% mark is inching towards, uh, you know, being breached, that is when these funds just have to say that okay, no more redemptions. Now that is the problem that is happening, Franklin. Uh, for Franklin, it's really uh, more of a liquidity issue within the company rather than a liquidity issue, uh, you know, in the market in general. So, you know, 
fund houses which have sufficient liquidity on their hands are probably not going to face this and uh, that is precisely why rbi has put in those 50000 crores and plus fund houses which are dealing in equity are also probably not going to face this because equity you can always sell it uh, you know on the exchange to liquidate positions to free up some cash debt is a bit harder you either have to go to uh, you know other secondary markets or something and then have some interbank set up there otherwise you can't really liquidate a position so i'm assuming all that happened and not really work out for franklin which is why this step was taken and uh, now let's discuss how exactly does this affect the average person or the investor in these funds so what this basically means for you as an investor hopefully not in this on in these uh, six funds but what this essentially means is that no one can uh, put more money in these funds and no one can withdraw money from these funds that is very different from your money being completely stuck and gone forever because that is not the case that that is possibly not going to happen to you now uh, you might not recover your entire money that is a possibility but here what will happen is that once their assets once the papers that they are holding once the debt they are holding basically once their um you know once once the people they've lent money to start paying them back that is when you'll start seeing the uh, the funds back coming back into your account and that is when you'll start getting your money back in in chunks and in pieces but that is essentially how it will work now the shorter the the tenure of these instruments so let's say you're in an ultra short bond fund then your uh, <clears throat> time taken to actually earn that money is going to be uh, lesser because you know they franklin is session is is essentially going to get that money back faster whereas you know if we look at something like income opportunities fund which has a typically higher tenure in that case what might happen is that uh, you know it'll, it'll take you like one or two years possibly to get your money back because that is when uh, their assets their lendings are going to mature and that is when uh, they will get the money and that is when they'll be able to give you the money so that's how it's going to work unfortunately i also had a few investments in these funds but the mon- the amount was really not that high that it's going to be extremely you know terrible but then i did have some holdings in this so uh if you if you also had holdings in this trust me it's not it's like it's not a good thing but it's not the end of the world and you will hopefully get your money back and how you can actually prevent something like this from happening is uh basically go for a sh- very short tenure fund so basically right now a lot of people and uh, this was told to me by uh, one of my connections in the wealth management space so he said that right now we are basically going more towards overnight funds because uh, you know overnight funds this liquidity issue is really not that high because you know it's it's basically in the overnight market so there's no question of having longer tenures as a result it becomes safer and basically immune to these kind of problems so you could look into overnight funds if you want uh, a slightly safer way to park your money sure it might not yield you the best returns i think the overnight market is like 6 7% i'm assuming not that high uh, you can google it of course that's uh, that's always there but the returns might not be that high but the 
security of your you know capital of your principal amount is going to be intact for the most part so uh, that is how it's going to affect you as uh, an investor or as the average joe and uh, now let's move to a question that i was asked in my uh, poll yesterday so the question was asked by paresh and uh, he asked me that hey listen uh, all this happened with franklin but then realistically was there any way that investors could have foreseen this or could have analyzed that something like this is going to happen so hindsight is obviously going to be 2020 it's uh, very easy to say that yeah of course you could just have looked looked at this parameter and then you could have understood and those parameters are basically going to be the tenure of your investments because the higher they are the more risk you carry that is why uh, you know if you see and it's it's not exactly for the same reason but it's for similar reasons because the longer you have money for the longer you're giving money for the higher return uh, the you know the higher risk there is so uh, when you go in for a bank fd that is why extremely high durations have a typically slightly lower interest rate because the risk is higher for longer durations it is also applicable in this case where if the tenure of the investments is slightly higher then you're basically blocking up your money for a slightly longer period and that is why it becomes risky so ideally in times of crisis you should just avoid these longer tenure uh, funds or longer tenure instruments in general and that should be one uh, one sort of indication but possibly the most decisive indication for this would have been if you had the actual data of redemptions because if you had access to that kind of data then you could have seen that the redemptions are crossing uh, almost crossing the limit the 20% limit which they have because they can't really meet uh, the requirement any further and then you could have sort of put one and one together or put two and two together if if i'm sticking true to the idiom then uh, if if you could have just put it, put two and two together based on that data you could have understood that something like this is going to happen i mean uh, people who are in this space wealth management and investment advisory they would have known the exact fund details which are going to be uh, closed long before weeks before we did because uh, they have that sort of data with them and they can you know form these opinions and form these very concrete evidence backed uh, sort of uh, you know guesstimations of where these funds might be so that's that's pretty much the only way as i understand that you could have predicted something like this happening uh, but if you could not then it's fine it it's you know you, there there is uh, there is always a second time as the saying goes hopefully not and it's a, not really the best thing to wish for but there typically is a second time for all of these things so the next time the world is in a fi- the financial world is in a crisis and the, the entire world pretty much is in a crisis uh, you could just move your funds from a higher tenure uh, investment to a lower tenure investment such as an overnight fund or you know just just hold cash or whatever so i was going through uh, a few articles about the RBI's liquidity facility for mutual funds uh, but most of them are just too detailed and too text heavy for me to actually condense it down into something meaningful while still retaining the technical aspects of it so 
uh, I, I won't do that because it just becomes too much for these things. So you can always just Google it and you'll find a million different articles on it. But uh, essentially what it is is that, you know, the, the very issues that we discussed here, those are attempted uh, to be on to be sort of you know answered uh, and uh, that is that is uh, what the RBI wants they, they really don't want another crisis like this which is why they've given the, that 50,000 crore or so worth of liquidity additional liquidity in 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 the most common of senses in the most basic explanation and uh, if you're wondering if this will have an impact on these six Franklin funds, then the answer is no. That is all done and dusted. Uh, if you're invested in those funds, you will really only see your money back once things mature. If you're not invested in, the, in those funds, then uh, these liquidity measures are going to be uh, you know, relevant for your fund houses. And, uh, you know, hopefully you actually don't have to, hopefully your fund houses don't have to use or make use of these, but if you know things do come to that then they have the option so hopefully this this will be the last time that something like this happens uh possibly you know I'm, i i really wonder if this was because rbi couldn't act in time for these redemptions uh but that's a completely separate discussion altogether uh but this is hopefully the last time something like this has happened of course investor money uh being in danger is the last thing sebi really wants uh, because a lot of their regulations and rules are structured in a way where, you know, the investor really can't lose their money to such things. Even even for dividends and such, if you miss dividends, it's there for like a solid 10 years or so in several different accounts uh, where you can claim it back. So investors losing money is not something Sebi wants. And as a result, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, investors don't actually end up losing money. So that is the Franklin Templeton crisis, if you can call it that. That's the problem that they faced with six of their funds. I'm assuming that their other funds are still all right. And, uh, you know, it should not really dissuade you from investing in general. These things happen. And, uh, you know, with that, that's it for this episode. I hope you found it helpful and informative. I, I just try to do it on very short notice. Literally, uh, as I was recording the previous one, I thought might as well just do this as well. And yeah, see you in the next one.